just because we're experts, not every single thing we do works perfectly on the first try. Hello. And I jokingly say like, we're like little scientists. Like we make a hypothesis based off of our education and our experience. And then we try out the, the hypothesis and then we see what happens and we tweak from there, you know? Yeah. it's okay if everything you do, it, it's not going to, I'm going to go ahead and make that like clear statement. Not everything you do is going to work on the first try. And most of the time it's not going to work on the first try, but the difference is there are just people who push through and keep trying. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lisa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, loves. So... Today's guest, I'm so excited about. Um, first of all, I'm more excited than my voice sounds. I don't know why it's gone. We're <laughs> just going to be it till we see it through this whole intro. Um, I had one of my dear friends on. Her name is Whitney Lee. She is phenomenal. She's such a badass bitch. And I, I just love being around her. I love the conversations I have. I love how honest and vulnerable she is. And she doesn't... Um, she's, she, what I love about what she does in her life is that she doesn't take things that happen in her business personally. She really truly is like, let's look at the facts and let's make these things happen. And I love that as an inspiration to all of us, whether it is a business that you're listening to this podcast for, or your, or a personal goal, the things that are happening to us are not personal attacks on us. They're just interesting obstacles for us to get some information from and move forward. And so when we you get to this part of the conversation that's going to come about feelings, I hope that you stop, listen, rewind, pay attention again. She's fucking phenomenal. And, um, and so today I had her on because I love talking to PR people because they are like an ultimate be it till you see it when it comes to a business. But she also has such honest advice that you can use to create your own PR and be your own self. And, um, if you remember from Hillary, um, uh, Hartling's episode about branding, that even if you're not a business, you are a brand because it's how you leave people feeling. If you listen to that episode and this one back to back, Babe, I think you're going to have a great fucking day. So here is Whitney. Hey, babe. So I'm super excited. This is going to be a fun conversation with a a friend. Uh, I'm so happy to have met. We have a lot of friends in common, many who you've heard on the podcast before. Um, Whitney Lee, uh, we actually met at She Who Wins. She has the PR company called True Story, and she's just phenomenal at what she does. But uh, we met at the She Wins conference, which is like a bunch of amazing women. And you're just, I went to your workshop and you're just a delight about PR and making it so accessible. So I had to have you on because I wanted to share your amazingness with our listeners. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you rock at? Hey, friend. Thanks for having me. My name is Whitney Lee. I uh, So my company is True Story. We've been in business about 10 years now. So uh, we do a lot of PR. We also do social um social media paid and organic. We do a lot of email funnels, but honestly, like at the end of the day, what I would say our superpower is, is like business owners are so overwhelmed with all this crap that they see. Should I be doing email marketing, text messages, Google ads, billboards? Should I have my own podcast? They get so overwhelmed with all these different, I should be doing this to promote my business. We help kind of like bust through all of that and just say, no, no, no 
here are the things you need to focus on and let's crush these things. So for some clients, we're actually their team. We're the ones executing for them. And then other clients, um, especially some of the smaller businesses that we work with, we just build a plan for them and we teach their team how to take it and run with it. So freaking so cool. Um, I mean, like, uh, I love, there's a lot of things I love. First of all, 10 years is, an, it's like a lifetime in a, in a business. Like a, not everyone makes it to 10 years. So congratulations. That's humongous. Oh, thank but you. also what an interesting 10 years it's been to be in the PR industry. And like, I imagine the things you guys have had evolved to do because PRs changed so much in just these last 10 years. Um, you know, going from like doing the, you know, um, desk sides and all the different things of the magazines to actually like we can create our own PR without using any of these outlets. So what uh, muscle you had to learn? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, I always say like, you know, some people go to school to become this or, you know, like a, a nurse or a, a this or a that. And once they learn the skill, they have it forever. Right. But like, this is the one job that I see that like, if you don't continue to learn, like you'll literally be out of date in three months and you'll just be clueless. So it's yeah. like continually pushing us to like learn new stuff and to stay on the edge of everything. But it, I mean, that's what makes it fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like um, you, what you just said, my, uh, someone be like, oh my God, you're right. If I don't do this in three months, I don't even know how to use that app anymore. And it's like, what's so great is you're like, hi, we actually will tell you if you need to use that app. We, we, we've done the stress for you. <laughs> yep. Yep. And half the time, that's what we see is like people that are doing all the things, but they're just in the wrong places. It's always one of two things. Like they're either putting their message out in the wrong place and they're actual, their people aren't in that, in that zone. Like you're, you're doing, um, you know, social media, but your, you know, avatar is a 65 year old man. Okay. <laughs> you're missing the mark. So they're either in the wrong place or they're just saying the wrong thing and people aren't clear on what they do or what they serve, you know, how they serve. So, oh my God. Okay. So yes, I love, we just dove right in. So I, I, I want to highlight, it's true. A lot of people are in the wrong place for their person to hear them. Or they're in the right place, but their messaging is wrong. So uh, how, I guess like how, how do people, the obvious thing is like, just go where people are, but like, how do you have to, how do you find where people are? Like that's so people, it seems like people are everywhere and everyone's on TikTok, but actually TikTok's not for everybody business to be on. Like, let's just be real. So like, how do you find out where people are? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I think it just get, comes down to like being really clear on who you serve. You know, if you serve moms that are between the ages of 30 and 45, like there's so many demographic information out there that can tell you like where those women are, you know? And also like, I'm a huge believer in just asking people like, you know, uh, asking the people that you're already serving, like how they heard about you, where they found you. Sometimes it is literally that simple. Um, I think I just tell people, I'm like, you have to remember that like, customers and consumers don't think the way we do as like marketing and PR people. For example, like we used to have a, a um, functional medicine practice and people would go in and we trained their front desk people to say, how did you hear about us? And all the people would always say, oh, well, Google, Google's how I heard about you. But that's not necessarily true. What it is, is that they saw the billboard, they saw a social media ad, and then they Googled to get the phone number or the address. Oh. So in their mind, oh, I found you on Google because they found your phone number on Google, but they didn't. What we're trying to get to the bottom of is like, where did you first hear that we existed? Mm. You know, like where uh, all of a sudden did you hear about us originally? Not where did you get my phone number or my address? 
Yeah. Where did you originally hear from me? Was it a friend that told you about it? Did you see my billboard and then Google me? Like sometimes it's kind of hard to get into the brain of a consumer. Yeah. You that's, I I mean, like, first of all, I love that you're just like, I just ask people like, (laughs) it's all, it's that simple, but also like really making sure the question is very specific. Like, where did you first hear about me? Um, you know, that actually, like, I was like, we were doing all this stuff just trying to get more people to hear about our our online membership for Pilates and everything. And finally, I was just like, everyone just finds us on YouTube. What are we doing on YouTube to make it actually better? Because if everyone's finding us on YouTube, and then they're somehow making their way to Instagram, and then they're somehow making the way to the list, what if we just like shorten that up? So we've made YouTube our, our bigger focus versus like other any other social media platform. They're there. And they like definitely highlight the experience and they're an additive there. But like, it's like doubling down on where people are actually finding the first time is going to be for us, I think the most effective use of our time. Well, and I would love to know, well, here's the kicker too. If someone truly did find us on Google or find you on YouTube, I would say, what did you search? Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is kind of the key. And then they're like, oh, well, I was searching like, I was looking for this one um, Pilates machine or I, I, you know, I went to a class and I didn't understand this machine. So I got on YouTube and typed in reformer. And then you'll start to learn like, what, what are the words? words? What are the words? Whitney, how did you even get started in PR? Because everyone's going to kind of like, uh, people love to know, like, what's the journey? Like, were you like growing up? Like, oh my God, I'm going to be Emily in Paris or <laughs> okay, <laughs> exist, so, but like, what was the, what was this, the, the step? What was the journey? I'm about to go throw back here for a moment before Emily in Paris was even born. Okay. We were all watching sex in the city, right. In, in like the nineties and the oh early my God. 2000s. Yes. Kim Cattrall's um, character. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Samantha had her own PR agency and it's so funny because I say like, that's what people think we do all day. Like I just wear these fancy, bright colored, fun business suits. And I just flood around town and drink martinis. And I go to parties every night and I just meet people. And that's my job. Like people (laughs) think that's legitimately what PR people do. Um, no, honestly, like I, I, I really don't know how I got into PR specifically. I went to school for communication because it was really broad. And I was like, I know I could take that and do that with a lot of things. People used to tell me all the time that I should be um, like a news girl. Mm, um, I could see that. <laughs> yep. And uh, what's funny is I ended up, I did end up hosting my own show, like my own um, like local news show for several years. But uh, so I got into communication because I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and it just kind of spiraled. Actually, I went, I did grad school. I did undergrad at Southern Miss. Um, and then I did grad school at Florida state. And one of my professors, he was a PR consultant and like his clients were like Cindy Crawford. And I mean, he was like 70 years old at the time. So like, (laughs) and also I was in grad school, like over 10 years ago. So he's much older, but he represented Cindy Crawford. That was like his biggest client. And he used to, he opened my eyes to what the heck a consultant was. And I was like, that's so cool. Just the idea that he had all these different clients. So one day he's talking literally about Xerox machines and helping Xerox get their name out there. And then the next day he's dealing with Cindy Crawford, you know, what a, what so a, like what it was so just random. so interesting. I yeah. know. Right. Um, it was just so interesting to me that like, you didn't just go to a desk and sit there all day and like crunch out 
you know, information. So, um, after grad school, I got my start in the hotel world and, uh, that's really honestly kind of where the agency leans most now is like, just from my connections in that world is a lot of hospitality clients, a lot of, you know, and, and people think hospitality and they think hotels, but like, uh, it's a lot of food and beverage. Um, so we have like a group of Indian restaurants. Um, we have a, a chain of burger joints. We have several different hotels. We have a huge shopping center, you know, and we also have a medical marijuana practice. So like, it's pretty interesting. We're, I, you know, for the most part, we have a lot of hospitality clients, but we do have, you know, a few other, you know, we've done retail like clothing lines and and things like that. So um, it's really fun. And every day is different. Yeah. Like there's not a day that's the same. So yeah, maybe sometimes you're at an event living your Samantha life, but most of the time <laughs> you're like in an office trying to help people get their message out there. That's really what yeah. you're, yeah. And really, like I said, you know, people think of PR and they like, don't even get it. They think it's like Samantha out giggling and drinking martinis, but the whole, if I had to sum it down into one word, like PR is visibility. Yeah. Like, how do you get your name out there in a creative way and get it to the right people with the right message? And, and people always think that marketing and PR are the same thing. They're totally not right. Like marketing, the point, the goal of marketing is sales. The goal of PR is visibility, more followers, you know, like uh, more clicks, more, you know, that's the point of PR. So I have to tell all of our clients coming into it of like, you're not, sometimes you're not going to be able to equate like, oh, we got a feature on the Today Show and then you're not going to overnight sell a million dollars worth of products. Like, Sometimes that will happen, and we've had that happen for clients, not necessarily to the day the today show. But the whole point of PR is to consistently stay out there in the right light, you yeah. know? Well, like you're right. So, like, um, I got I got a call in 2013 and was like, Hey, congratulations, you're Los Angeles best Pilates instructor for LA magazine. Like, we we chose you. And I was like, Oh, I thought people paid for that. Uh, <laughs> I thought someone's PR person got them that gig. And they're like, no, no, um, you, you're it. So we're going to put you in this thing. It's in the best, the best issue. You can come to this party. It was so fun. And I had people go, oh my God, you're gonna get so many clients from this. You guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I got zero. I got no yeah. clients. However, well, that you know of, that, that I know, you of, know of, that I know of, you're right. You're absolutely right. However, I do know that I got to say last, I'm like I'm best voted best Pilates instructor in Los Angeles by LA magazine. The PR yep. that came from that, the, then there's like notoriety. There's some, like, there's some stuff that we can use from that. Um, but it wasn't, it's not like the marketing that I do where like, we actually like, I intentionally promoted my classes, you know, where that would be yep. the difference, um, in the two things right there. So I, right. I guess I want to know, I'm very curious because it takes a special person to do a job where every day is different. And everything that you do doesn't exactly like always look like what you did here equated to this over here. So how, how do you show up every day and do this amazing, very essential job for people knowing that like you're kind of having to sell yourself to them all the time because for especially for a small business, it's not it's a lot of money for them to consider like I, and I, I wanted to hear this answer just because I think a lot of people don't realize like everything that we do is like selling our dream to the people that are around us. So I'm, you have a very unique job where you have to do this all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's just always being creative. So 
I think you just have to, and what I remind our clients is like, and we call them benchmarks, right? Like in, in marketing, it's like your benchmark is like, how many click throughs did you get? How many sales did you get? What was your return on investment? Like how much did you spend on the ad versus what did you sell in advance or what did you sell? But PR, I think we just have to create different goals and stay on, on track that like the goals for PR are just different. You know, mm-hmm. the goal is to uh, establish yourself as an expert, right? That's what that that award did for you. Yeah. It's an immediate, like, people are like, wow. Um, I'll give you an example. So we're working with um, an international client that sells, um, I would say, like, party supplies for the most part. So they have, like, party and, like... Um, they sell like gift bags and and notebooks and markers and pens and things like that to like Joanne and Michaels. So their social media and PR, <clears throat> our, our goal is not to sell more markers. Our goal is to get their name out so much that the buyers for those companies are like, whoa, have you heard of those new glitter pens? Like they're everywhere. They're listed here. They're listed there. This influencer is using them. Like we need these glitter pens in our store. So like, it's a totally different, you know, like not a single one of our social media posts is going to be like, buy this pen now link, link in bio. No, the whole point of it is to elevate and get people talking about that product so much that the buyers at Michael's, the buyers at Hobby Lobby are like, oh my God, I keep seeing this stuff everywhere. We have to sell these. We have to sell these. Right. Because like, I mean, before the pandemic, I used to hear it would take seven to 17 touch points before anyone click on anything. So mm-hmm. now that's like probably, it's probably like 35 <laughs> times. Yeah, so you're like, just like being everywhere, omnipresent with a product or a mission or a restaurant so that people go, oh, that thing, I need to have that thing. Let's go get that thing. Yeah. I've, or it's like a qualifier, you know, like when somebody thinks about your business or whatever, they go scope you out, right? That's the yeah. first thing you do is like when someone hears about something, they Google it and they're like, okay, I just need to scope this this brand or this business out. So they probably Googled you and they're like, damn, okay, she was LA's top. Um, she was LA, what was it? Yeah, LA's, LA's best Pilates instructor in Los Angeles. Yeah, she was yeah. LA's best Pilates instructor. And immediately in their brain, you are legitimate. Yeah. Whether what's sad and some of it, you have to be careful because some of this PR stuff can be totally fake is that somebody could pay for an award like that, that unfortunately that does exist. Um, but it's an immediate qualifier in that person's brain, whether they know if you paid for it or not, you know, they're the immediate qualifier is like, she's legit. Yeah. You know? And so that's a lot of, you know, PR is like reputation, visibility, um, okay. I have another, so partnerships and sponsorships, we do a lot of this. Um, I saw recently, okay. So skims has bathing suits, right? Yeah. Um, anybody who's out there listening, Kim Kardashian's brand skims, they do bathing suits and they just did a partnership with body glove. If anybody remembers body glove from the nineties, remember the bathing suit <laughs> brand that has the zipper all the way. Yes. Up the front? Yes. So they body gland body glove has kind of been out yeah. for a while, right? It was a thing in the 90s and it was cool back then, but it, it's not really super relevant now. Well, whoever is their freaking PR person is a genius because they went to Skims. They got a partnership with Skims. Skims is all hot now. And I guarantee Body Glove is going to be a thing again now. It, it's like this whole partnership is blowing up. They did a collab and now it's like Body Glove suddenly is back on the scene. Yeah. And I guarantee their whole brand is about to be revived 
just thanks to like this collab that they did, you know? So, and I, so I love this because what you're, you keep focusing on is like being out in front of the people with the, with, with what you're doing and not trying to sell to them, just trying Mm -hmm. to be like show almost like show off, like show off how these glitter pens work, like show like, Oh, look how cool they are. Look how cool body glove is. They're friends with skims, you know, like that kind of a thing. So I guess I want to say like, I talk a lot about collaborating um, when, when we business coach. I'm like, just like, you guys have no idea how many clients I got by teaching at NARS. Like, who would have thought NARS? NARS, big makeup company. Like, oh, yeah, you can come teach Pilates in our store. But we did. I did it all the time. It was so much fun. And because my clients, I was like, my my client, my lady, she wears makeup. Like, she, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Like, she's going to be at the cool place. So how do you work with uh how do you consider like who to collaborate with is it always like who's the hottest on the market or is it more like what's what are you guys what's like a criteria you look at to make sure someone's a good partner exactly what you just said so like you know who your woman is so well right you know the woman that's doing pilates and you also know that she's a makeup girl you know she's probably also a hair girl and a nails girl like you know you know who your person is And all you have to do is find other brands that they are, I mean, that's like literally a perfect example And other brands and other products or other services that aren't competitive to you necessarily, but you know that that person also uses that, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So like, um, gosh, if I was Lululemon, I would be out partnering with some mom brand. Every mom, you know, they're all wearing Lululemon, you know, like go out and partner with some mom brand. Uh, of anything. I mean, I'm not a mom, so I don't really necessarily know all this, the brands and businesses that moms use, but go, done. That yeah. That's a great partnership right there. So I think it just goes back to like being clear, really clear on who your person is and not just how they use your product, but the other things, the other aspects of their life. And then you hit them in those other angles. And just like you said, it's so key is like, it's not all people don't want to be sold stuff all the time. Just show up and serve and and let them meet you and see who you are and see your personality and see what you stand for. And the people that align with that will immediately be drawn to you. And I guarantee they'll be even more drawn to you by the fact that you didn't try to cram something down their throat. Yeah. I so something that I'm I'm I, I know that like some of our listeners will be thinking it's like, yeah, I get that, guys, but like I'm I don't know that what makes me like uniquely different. Like we have, there's this thing about women, a lot of women, they have a hard time identifying their unique differences. Is this Mm. something that you talk about with the businesses that you work with? Like, are there key, are there things that you look at? You're like, that makes you different. That, you know what? You can't read the label inside the bottle. So you can be a a fairly confident person and still go, I don't make see different from these people over here. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you are the one who taught me that saying. I literally said that on another podcast like a week ago about like you can't see the label inside the bottle. And they were like, that's genius. And I was like, oh, I can't take credit for that because someone else told me that. So um, I don't know if it was you, but that's I mean, Someone so definitely true. told it to me too because I was probably in a moment where I'm like, I don't understand. They're like, well, you can't read the label inside the bottle. So it's a good saying. Everyone should like remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And now I totally forgot. So we were talking about... Oh, um, like how to figure out like what makes you uniquely different for the person who's uh, like stuck in the bottle. They're like, also they're like imposter syndrome. They see like these other brands over here. Like what makes me different than them? I. It's so funny to me. I, I'm getting side of my own question, but maybe this will help. In my neighborhood, there are four coffee shops, locally owned coffee shops, four of them. 
there's two across the street from each other. The other two, one is down the street, one block, and the other's around the block. So like, to me, these four business owners are like, there's enough, there's enough to go around. We can each have a coffee shop and they're all different. Like one is a little bit more Cuban. One definitely is like a bit more like a like a Dunkin' Donuts, it's a little clinical in there. It's like not super exciting. Then there's one that like they are, their signature latte is cardamom, where the other one, the signature latte is rosemary, right? It's very strange. One is very hip to working. So like they each were like, how do I be a uniquely different person? We all are, ser- they're all doing lattes, <laughs> yep. but they all are serving a different clientele. One is very hipster. One is very punk. One is very business-like, right? So I think that that's really easy. They can totally highlight who they were talking to. But when I work with people who work for themselves, they are their own business. I mm-hmm. find that the hardest thing to get them to understand is that there's a unique difference to them because it's all like they it's almost like they're bragging or mm-hmm. something like or something like that. So I'm just wondering like how do you highlight or how do you figure out what that is to highlight with this with someone? Yeah. And you know what? We talk about this sometimes in brand builders group too, of like, I- I'm not the first PR person to ever exist but there's something different about the way that I deliver it, or there's something different about my personality or my angle or my way of thinking. I, I watch shark tank all the time. I'm such a nerd. Um, (laughs) it's just so interesting to me. And I feel like I learned so much about business. So, uh, Mark Cuban used to say like, you're either the first, you're the best, or you're different. So am I the first PR person no, not never. Um, am I the best? Well, of course we all think we're the best. And unless you have an award, you know, if you have an award, definitely put that out there to show you're the best, but if you're different, how do you portray that you're different? And I think even some of that can go back to like talking to the people that you serve now, mm-hmm. like what made you pick me over some other PR person yeah. or, you know, and, and also just really getting to know, like, what is your superpower, you know? Um, So for me, what I like recognize is that I think my superpower is like taking things that are really complicated and making it super approachable and easy for people Mm -hmm. to understand. You know, even like when I spoke at She Who Wins, like when I speak in front of people, it's not my, my goal is not to make everybody in the crowd think I'm smart. Ooh, ooh, cool. My goal is for everyone in the audience to like walk away with something that they're like, wow, I can actually do this. Or like, wow, it's really not that complicated. So I would say that my superpower, again, I'm uh, there are so many great publicists out there, but I have such a good way of making things so simple for people where they don't feel stupid. They don't feel overwhelmed. They know exactly what the point is. And it's simple to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, sometimes it's not always the service that you're doing is different. It's your way of thinking about it or your way of delivering it is different to people. Yeah. yeah. And some people just jive, you know, like, you know, some people meet me and my personality either totally jives with them or it totally is like uh, not their thing, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it just boils down to like personality and connection. Yeah. I I really like that you broke down like you're the first, you're the best, or you're different. I think like that is uh that's something that I've really highlighted because like I'm not the first plies instructor. Yes, I was the best <laughs> in yeah. LA for who they and I did not buy that. I was that I really did think that people like paid for those things. And and that issue, maybe people do, but they actually did come to my class. I looked at my receipts and I was like, oh, this is the person who came. <laughs> I saw the email. I was like, ah, oh. but um, so not so. Yes, maybe voted the best, but like, I'm a classical plies instructor, which means I teach the same exercises Joseph Plies did. So 
here, like I like, how do I differentiate myself in a world where like, I literally am teaching the same thing that someone has been doing for, for a century. Right. So like, <laughs> so, yeah. like, so I, you know, uh, in our companies, we make things colorful. We're very much not being, not being perfect. And then we use, we use like eighties, nineties stuff. Like we make ourselves extremely different than what was perceived for the longest time as like a classical Pilates world, which is like everyone is all black. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a dancer. <laughs> yeah, no offense to the dancers or people who are all black. It's totally fine. You can be different that way, but for us, it's how we differentiate ourselves because it was the only way to stand out in a market where like there's people who've like clearly have been teaching this for 30, 40 years. So I'm not gonna yeah. ever. I can't compete with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and you're not the most experienced you're, you know, and sometimes it also comes down to like the way you package or price things. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to like make generalities Mm -hmm. because we don't know the people listening to this about like what business and industry they're in, but sometimes it can be the pricing. Maybe you are the most luxurious and the most expensive, you know, or maybe you are the most cost effective, or maybe you don't make people commit to X amount of time. Maybe you, I mean, there's like so many different differentiators. So I I think, you know, I think it's, people have mixed feelings about looking at their competitors and I don't say look at them to spy on them or copy them, but look at them to see how they're structuring things and to see you. Many times you will immediately see how you are different than them just by looking at what other people in the industry do. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if you look at Drybar, right? Uh, in the industry she was in, everyone went for a cut color and a blowout. Like you didn't just mm-hmm. go for a blowout. So she's like, well, we're just going to do blowouts. Like that's all we're mm-hmm. going to do. Like she differentiated in that way. There's like places where um, normally people have to do memberships. So there's been businesses where they differentiate. It's like, you don't have to do a membership. You can pay a drop in. Like that's how we're different. So I think it is like looking at them to understand what they're doing and then figure out like, how you, how, what you, the way you offer it, the way you package it, like you said, is the most unique thing. And then, and then like what we hear from our, our coach at BBG all the time is like, and then exploit that in the goodness of others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exploit it and, and talk about it and share it because for, to someone out there, that is a defi- that is a defining factor, or that is something that's going to cause them to take action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, when you were starting your own PR company, which is a very big deal, like, I mean, it's not the easiest thing to start your own company. Um, was, uh, was there ever, was there anything that you had to like tell yourself or is there anything that you did to like make it easier for you to show up every day and be new at something? Like how, how was the beginning days 10 years ago for you? Oh my gosh. I remember, um, making my own website and I felt so dumb and I was like, Oh my God, this is so homemade. You know, we're very critical of everything we do ourselves. I was also really young. I was in my twenties and I remember going to like chamber events and young professional events and people would ask me what I would do. And I felt so stupid saying like, Oh, I'm Whitney and I do PR. Like I I had to like train myself of my little elevator speech. And I used to tell myself all the time, like, People my age were were like, oh, cool, okay, you're trying to do your own thing, cute. Um, but people like older people, I kept telling myself like they don't take me seriously. Mm. Like I, and sometimes it was because the things that people would say to me like, oh, you have your own company, that's so cute, like a little Facebook company. <laughs> or people would call me like, oh, she's a little Facebook girl. That's she. That's what she does. And I'm like, no, that's not at all. I mean, that's a part of what we do is social media strategy, but like. I'm not, don't call me the Facebook girl, you know, like, uh, but over time, like I just, my, um, like imposter syndrome for a while would like, tell me like, 
people don't take me seriously because I'm I'm in my 20s. Like someone for some reason I thought someone in their 20s can't own their own business. So when I turned 30, I finally was like, yeah, people are gonna like respect me now. And like <laughs> but that, what was just, the funniest stories we tell us now that I'm 30, now they'll respect my business. It's gonna change yeah. overnight. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly I'm 30. So I'm legit. Like, but also like I I needed to look back because they were hiring me in my 20s. So obviously, if they signed a contract with me and gave me money, they took me seriously, right? So I always tell people, you've got to like get out of a space of like operating based off your feelings all the time. And and you just got to look at the facts, you know? And I mean, I'm not saying not to have feels and all that kind of stuff, but like, especially as women, we, most women operate based off of emotion and how they're feeling that day. And I, I'm kind of a little bit of the opposite in the fact that like, when I think or feel something, I immediately start looking for facts to prove or disprove what's happening in my brain, mm, you know, and that and is the most amazing grasp, thing. <laughs> yeah. I try to grasp onto the facts instead of feelings. Cause we're going to have all kinds of feelings. I'm feeling hungry. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling jacked up from all this caffeine. I just had all those are just feelings and those are going to go away within a few hours, a few days, a few weeks or whatever, but like facts are facts. So you got to, and I even say this about the business, like we don't operate our strategies. We don't come up with strategies off of feelings. Like I feel like this is a good idea for you to do this partnership. No, I look at the facts of like, who is their audience? Who is their database reaching? Oh, their database is reaching women that do this, this, and this. Perfect. That That is a good partnership. So like, we've got to get out of the space of like, get out of our head sometimes and stop operating off of feelings and like dig for real facts. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Even sometimes we'll come up with facts. Those aren't facts. You know what I mean? Like look for the true facts and, and, and you've got to, you know, just be self-conscious aware. Uh, you got to be aware of your thoughts enough to know that they're just thoughts. Yeah. I really, I really love what you said there. I think like <laughs> rewind and I'll, and listen to that again, like, cause I do, I think like, obviously there's gut instinct or there's like this intuition that's really amazing. But especially if your feelings are like, oh my God, I'm not good at this. It's like, hold up. Now you're going to start making posts or you're going to start doing this, or you're not going to do anything at all based on this feeling and your business is going to suffer or you're going to attract different people than you wanted because you used your feeling instead of going, um, actually facts are even when I was 20 and feeling an imposter syndrome, people are giving me money. So I must've mm -hmm. been pretty fucking good because people did that. So I can't go off of the feeling like, oh, I'm just this 20 something PR person. I have to go off of the fact that like, no, people paid me to do it. So I was good. <laughs> yeah. They, you yeah. know, so I, I really like that because- and I always, I have this, um, fuck yeah, Friday thing where like here at the podcast, I share people's wins and then I share a win of my own and I would love people to have a fuck yeah every day. Uh, maybe we'll make a journal, everyone, because I think if you like put your wins of the day in, right, you like actually keep track of things. You have facts to go back upon when you're having those feelings. Like this isn't working. Nothing is working. It's like, actually go back and look like I look at our analytics for the website traffic every week. I look at our analytics of newsletter open rates and click rates every week. I'm I so proud of you. Thank wow. you. <laughs> That's like stuff we beg our clients to look oh at. We're my like, God. look at these cool numbers. I have to like... stop myself from looking right away. Cause I'm like, we drop a new YouTube video and I'm like, hold on. How many? <laughs> it's like, no, 
gotta let it do the 24 hour thing. You gotta wait a second. But like, I do look at those things because it is the only way to combat the feelings because on any given moment of a day, you are as a human being who's not a narcissist, I'm going to have a moment where I'm like, nothing's working. (laughs) Nothing is working. This isn't working. It's like, well, actually, no, all of these things are working. Look at, look at these stats right here. We, and also if one of those stats was low, the open rates were to drop down. Okay. What happened? When did they start dropping off? What did we do? What, how, like, what, what did we do before that could work? Cause I have the facts. So I don't yep. have to let the emotions I'm feeling like nothing is working rule the business. Nobody, we wouldn't be able to keep a team if my feelings ran this business. <laughs> exactly. And that's why, like, you know, it's like, I think the worst thing you can do is just to hide from it. You know, like whenever I go on vacation and I come back, like I will not get on the scale. Cause I'm like, Oh, I feel disgusting. Um, until a few days later when I can like detox it out. But like, sometimes it's good to just know the truth and be like, Hey, our email rate is dropping. And like, what can we do to fix this rather than like being so fearful of looking at the number? Cause mm. you don't want to see the hard truth. Like it's okay. Like put on your big girl panties, like look at the hard truth and, and, and then that's when you can actually figure out a way forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, the, there are, there are like the days when you're like, I don't want to look at the bank account because I just went shopping. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> but that's it's like- a better example than the scale. <laughs> that is a better, when you're like, what is my statement balance going to be today? Oh, that, that was, it was less than I calculated. But like when you are aware of these things, you can actually make, you can actually make decisions this morning, um, the time of recording this. We had a team meeting, um, and our team is all around the world. So we had to do it at 6 a.m. And I'm like, I'm doing it on the dog walk, guys, because like I can't sit in front of a computer at 6 in the morning. That is like if we're going to interrupt my morning routine, I got to be on my morning routine. So we're doing yeah. this walk. And it was so much easier to have a team meeting knowing in the past, the last time we ran this event, here are the mistakes that we notated that we made that we want to fix for the next time. Here are the ideas we had last time. Here, like All of this information is it's just, it's key data that allows us to make the decision like these were, I mean, it's a guessing game. We are guessing that these are the best dates to open cart for early bird. We are guessing mm-hmm. that this is the best time to do this thing, even though there's a holiday in the middle of that. Like it's all guessing, but based on data from the past, we know people will open up these emails at least 60% of the time. We know these things so we can make those decisions and not feel like, I hope it works. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I tell our clients that too, of like, not every single thing we do just because we're experts, not every single thing we do works perfectly on the first try. Hello. And I jokingly say like, we're like little scientists. Like we make a hypothesis based off of our education and our experience. And then we try out the, the hypothesis and then we see what happens and we tweak from there, you know? Yeah. it's okay if everything you do, it, it's not going to, I'm going to go ahead and make that like clear statement. Not everything you do is going to work on the first try. And most of the time it's not going to work on the first try, but the difference is there are just people who push through and keep trying. Yeah. Whereas other people just throw their hands in the air and say like, this must not be a fit for me. This must yeah. not be it. Yeah. So you're, just, you're so right. Also, if it works on the first try, you actually don't really, it's kind of hard to to, to recreate that. Sometimes it's a little easier if it works. Okay. Like our first launch with our coaching program, it was great. It was great for us. We'd like had the biggest launch we'd ever had. It was, if we did those numbers today, I think we'd cry, but like (laughs) it was, it was, it was good. And we're like, okay, 
um, our mutual friend, Corrine, she's like, you guys should do that thing again. So we did it again and it tripled, right? Because we had information from the first time mm-hmm. to like, go, oh, okay, we did this last time. Are there tweaks we want to make? Okay. Let's do, let's, oh, let's do these things. Let's pull, let's pull the dial on this a little sooner. Let's, this probably didn't do anything. And we had a survey as well. Like you said earlier, ask questions. We had a survey. Mm-hmm. So we did it again. The third time we did it, it did not go well. And we're like, oh, well, what was, what was different about this third time? And, um, what we, it's an experiment. All we could really actually figure out is like, we did in the summer. Like, yeah, that's really. I was really just about to say timing. Timing. Like we did timing in the summer, which is like hard for people who are small business owners who have kids. And most of the people in our mm-hmm. industry have a family for them to get away from, for a week, they might be on a holiday that week. Right. Yeah. Like, so, so it's like when you repeat things, you're able to really understand, um, what worked, what didn't work. And like, again, you're right. When some, if something didn't work, if we guessed, like if we had this goal of like, 50 grand on time one, and we only did the money we did. We've been like, oh, that didn't work. It's like, well, actually, <laughs> it. how do you know it didn't work it's until you try it again? So I think that it's yep. true. Like you can't just give up and try new things all the time because you just won't actually know. Yeah. And you also have to just change just a little bit. Like you have to, it is literally like a scientific experiment. If you change like six different things and something different happens the second time, you're not going to know which one of those six things made the difference. You're so like, you got to have a control. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, so true. It's the same thing. Like when I teach people applies session, like I'm not going to give you an entirely new session the next time, because if you tell me, oh, I like hurt here or actually is a little more sore here, I'm not going to know what I'm not going to know what was what was the thing. What was different. But if I yep. only add in five new exercises, I can go, okay, well, these are only five different ones that we did. So, like, let's look at these five. It makes it so much mm. easier. Oh, my God. We yep. can just keep going. I fucking love you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, oh, it's like we're talking about PR, but we're also talking about science and yes. neuropathways and, uh, yeah. <laughs> All the things. There, I think there's a lot of science and and a lot of psychology. I, I have people on my team that have a degree in psychology because it, it is very much so a psychology of, like, how to get into someone's, you know, life and brain and, and speak to them and what, what motivates people to do what, you know? So like, there's a lot of psychology to it, which is why I always say like, PR is not hard. It's not, it's not freaking rocket science. Anybody can do it. Anybody can. But the difference is, is like, just uh, a connections and relationships go a long, long way. And B that just the repetitive of it, trying and failing, trying and succeeding, like, yeah. you know, that that's the world of PR. Mm. Okay. We're going to have to have you back at some point to just talk more yeah. because you're just a brilliant wealth of knowledge. Maybe we'll have a panel with all the amazing women who've been on the show. <laughs> just yeah, do our thing. That'd be awesome. They so fun. Um, so, um, I, we're gonna take a brief moment and we have to find out how people can find you, follow you, work with you and your beat action items. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the past three years, we've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed with water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel totally energized and it makes me feel like I'm doing something healthy for myself. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. Yeah. And you're probably wondering like, how can you actually do it? No exceptions. I know you guys travel all the time. You've got a lot going on. You're running three businesses. Here's the deal. It's because it's that simple. So when we're at home, after I walk by own, and sometimes August, because sometimes he comes, I open up the fridge. I pull out the dog's wet food and the AG1. I pour my AG1. And if Brad's up, I'll pour his too. 
and then I give the dogs their food and we have this morning breakfast with all of our nourishing vitamins and minerals that we need to kickstart our day together as a family. But when we're traveling, what I love so much is these travel packs and they make it so easy to make sure that, especially on the road, when it's the hardest to get nutrition needs met, like it is impossible. I'm constantly like, is there a salad? Is there a bowl? Like, can I add more veggies to this Thai food? But I know because I'm AJ1 in the morning, I am set to go. And it really does make us feel like we're doing things that are healthy for ourselves even when we hit the road. So you cannot make a mistake with AG1. It makes it really easy no matter how busy your life is or maybe your life is simple and you're gonna add something extra simple to it. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why we've partnered with them for so long. So if you wanna take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, Whitney, where do you like to hang out? Where can people learn more, see if it's the right fit to work with you, or just follow you for amazing advice? Yeah. Okay. So um, if you want to find the agency, check out truestorypr.co, not .com, truestorypr.co. Also, we have our own podcast, um, which you can go and listen to my episode with Leslie. Uh, it's True Story, the PR podcast. So it's a cool mixture of um, just marketing and PR, PR advice, but also like hearing people with really cool stories and brands and how they got to where they are today. So check us out on the podcast. Uh, you can find True Story on all the social media platforms. But if you want to connect with me personally um, on Instagram, I'm the Whitney Lee, T-H-E Whitney Lee, or you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Whitney Lee. I love it. So we'll also put all that in the show notes. We'll also put the episode eyes on your podcast in the show notes because it's so fun. <laughs> Okay, you have given us amazing tips already, but I would love for the you know bold, executable, intrinsic target steps people can take to be it till they see it. What are some action steps people can take today? Okay, um, I would definitely say start showing up on social media. Um, I, I think everybody says that, so that's kind of a lame one, but definitely showing up on social media authentically. Mm-hmm. Stop it with the overly manicured photos. Like, get in your stories on the daily. Like figure out how you're different and talk about that on social media. Um, It's more about storytelling than anything. Um, Action items. Uh, I would definitely say talk to the people. If you're a business owner, talk to the people that you're already serving. Mm. That is probably the number one thing. And find out why they chose you, where they heard about you, all these valuable things. People will absolutely tell you their opinion you just have to ask. And sometimes people tell you before asking, but you just have to ask and you have to ask the right questions. So I think some of the most low hanging fruit is just truly talking to the people that you already serve and the people who love you. Um, so I think that would be number two. And number three, um, I would say, put yourself out there. 
You know, mm-hmm. like uh, that is all that PR is. Like we we send out pitches on pitches on pitches all day for earned media coverage, for partnerships, for um, speaking engagements, for podcast tours. Is you have to just continually put yourself out there, yeah. Um, because good things will come to you, even when you don't even realize what you're what you're gonna generate. Is just like consistently putting yourself out there. So. Um, it just depends on your your brand or your business, but even if it's reaching out to ten different podcasts and saying like, "Here's the value I can provide to your audience," it's not yeah. about you. Don't lead into it with, "I am a best selling author. I am a this. I'm a that." It's like, "Here's what I can share with your audience." So, um, I always say, educate and give without asking for anything in return is the the best angle to go at it. it from the get-go and it will come back to you. It's a long game. Mm-hmm. It is not going to be overnight, um, but it will come back to you. Mm. I love all of those. Whitney, I, again, could just talk to you forever. We're gonna have to have a, ho- a coffee date or a happy Yay. hour on Zoom. I miss your face. Um, you guys, how you use these action items in your life? Tag Whitney Lee, check out True Story Podcast and let us know what your favorite takeaways were. What were the things that inspired you? What got in your head that makes you go, oh, yeah. I mean, I fucking love the feelings thing. I'm so all about that. So Whitney, thank you so much. And everyone else, until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website and finally to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beapod.com slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore a Tavi and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y, to make sure you save some money on your socks because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do. When you visit Arizona... 
Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.